This is the Corporate Shadow. I'm Dr. Ryan Giffen, a professor and human resources coach, helping people just like you overcome workplace nonsense and bad bosses. This episode is part one of a three-part series where I'll discuss the most valuable interviewing skills you need to land your dream job. Do you have what it takes to impress the interviewer? Are you confident that you'll get called back for a final interview? Keep listening as I offer a behind the scenes perspective of what you need to know to get the job you so very well deserve. Hey, before we dive into the show, I just wanted to let you know of a free resource that you should take advantage of. Why? Well, other than being free, it's there to help you, the employee. At InnoSpire, HR coaches are available when you need them, including me. If you need help navigating workplace issues like bad bosses, harassment, discrimination, or general employee performance, head on over to InnoSpire and sign up for free. Once you sign up at InnoSpire.com, you not only have access to me, but you'll have access to free resources to assist you in your career. Head on over to InnoSpire.com, click Start Now for your free membership. Interviewing for your dream job can be one of the most nerve-wracking times in anyone's life. You can try so hard to nail the interview, but it's also important to know that there is such a thing as over-preparing. This situation is all too common. You spend countless hours polishing your resume to make it look perfect, only to bomb the interview. You might stumble over your words or become so nervous that you can't even make eye contact with the other person. No matter how smart or qualified you are for a particular job, you have to develop certain skills for interview success to be considered for the job. Here's the good news though. The more you practice, the more skilled you become at interviewing. You might not nail your first interview no matter how much you prepare. However, being part of the interview is a valuable experience that can't be taken away from you. Interviewing can help you build your knowledge and prepare you better for the next one. Learn from your mistakes. Notice the types of questions asked and be aware of how the overall conversation went. You should always be looking to improve your interview skills. Great interview skills plus a clean and polished resume will give you a greater chance of landing your next job. So I want to discuss four tips in this episode and the subsequent episodes, uh, episodes 35 and 36, will offer additional tips to help you improve your interview skills and land your next job. So let's get to the first one. The first one I have for you is to research the company and the open position. Before applying for a position, research the company to ensure that you feel comfortable with the culture and its values. I have to say this from personal experience. Your personal values must align with the organization. 
If you sacrifice your own core personal values to fit into the mold of the corporate culture, you are not going to enjoy working there most likely about 14 to 16 months after being there. So please don't just settle for anything. Spend the time to actually research the company to make sure that it is a fit for your own personal values and that you truly enjoy the culture. You can only get so much information on the homepage of their website, right? Um, or even the about us section on the website. So take your research a couple of steps further and look for any publications or press releases from the company and study those carefully and evaluate any quotes that were made by company executives or um, the hierarchy of management. These are great talking points in your interview. And it will demonstrate that you've done your homework and have taken a genuine interest in the organization. Be sure to note whether the company does any charity or volunteer work and, and ask if you would be able to participate in those types of activities if you are so interested. Another helpful approach is to research industry trends. Every company wants to hire someone who will help take their business to new heights rather than someone who wants to push paper around for a paycheck. The interviewer may discuss industry trends and news, so being familiar with some of these aspects of the actual industry that you intend to work in, it will really help your interview. If the interviewer does not talk a lot about the trends, well, you can bring some of these up to them and ask these types of questions. You ask them how the company fits in to these trends. Your knowledge may impress them and it will demonstrate truly how serious you are about the position. Speaking of the open position you're applying for, this is the most important piece of the puzzle for you to research, the job description. The job description should give you a good idea of what your day-to-day -day responsibilities will entail. You should also come up with a couple of questions about the position that may be unclear. And I will get into in the next episode some of the types of questions you can ask the interviewer to kind of help you with these things. So if you lack a particular skill that the job requires, show your willingness to develop the skill by taking courses, some training, or learning in other ways. Preparing for every aspect of the job description will prepare you to talk specifically about the position you are applying for. Do your research on the company and the open position. My second tip, practice answering common interview questions alone. One of the most important skills for interview success is the ability to answer questions clearly and accurately. You cannot anticipate every question the interviewer will ask, but there are plenty of standard questions you can prepare for. So here are some standard questions. I'll give you uh, five of them. 
some standard questions that may be asked of you. The first question will be um, that they might ask is, tell me about a time when you struggled to get your work done. Or what are your strengths and weaknesses? And by the way, I, I really don't like that question, but... The reason why they sometimes ask it is they know people don't like answering that question because they freak out on the weaknesses question. So here's a little tip. If you ever get asked this, strengths are easy to talk about. What are my strengths? That's easy. Okay. But what about weaknesses? Can you truly evaluate yourself, uh, I guess, neutrally and say that these are my weaknesses? It's kind of a tough question, but they might be asking you that question to kind of see how you act under stress. So here's my trick to you. Take a weakness and spin it into a positive. And how do you do that is look at your strengths, write down like your top three strengths. And when you look at those strengths, ask yourself this question. If I overdo one of these strengths, such as ambition, I'm an ambitious person. If you overdo that strength, what does it look like or how is it perceived by someone else How is it perceived when you overdo that strength of ambition? And some might see that as a weakness as being arrogant, right? So take like your top three strengths and think about this. Take your top three strengths and ask yourself, if I overdo any of these strengths, how will they be perceived? Because if I overdo these strengths, it becomes a weakness, And so that is how you can respond to that question. It's a thoughtful response. Here's another question they might ask you is, what was the most satisfying aspect of your previous job? What attracted you to this job? Or maybe they'll ask, where do you see yourself professionally in five years? Now, these are very, very basic questions, but depending how you respond can really tell me a lot, whether as a hiring manager, executive, or even a first screen HR professional conducting the interview. It really does give us an insight of what to expect in terms of how you will fit into our culture, whether we'll retain you for hopefully longer than two years, um, and these kind of things. So rehearse these answers. Rehearse them. Rehearse the answers to these questions because it will make your interview that much easier. Now, be careful not to prepare canned answers that you have memorized and become monotone in your response. We'll see right through it. That's not not fun, right? It's going to make you sound like a robot. And if you accidentally forget a statement, then your mind might go blank and then you start to panic. So don't, you know, lose being yourself. This isn't a a stage play where you have to memorize word for word. So instead, maybe make a bulleted or numbered list of points you want to talk about when answering each question. This part of your interview uh, will help you trigger certain instances in your mind so you can talk about them naturally rather than memorizing entire responses. Everyone learns differently, right? So you can practice these questions and answers alone. You can do it in front of a mirror. You can work on it with a friend or a family member, or better yet, you can just record yourself using your phone or your laptop computer and watch yourself and how you uh, respond. And and we'll get into body language a little bit later because that's getting uh, critiqued as well.
Nothing, nothing will be exactly like being in the interview room, but at least you can simulate it as much as possible. And that's the idea. It's to be comfortable, be as comfortable as possible answering any question that might be thrown your way. By preparing answers to standard questions, you won't stumble on answers or have to talk a long time to think about them. So practice answering those common interview questions. Let's get to the third tip. Let's talk about how you dress. Your attire and what you wear is more important than you think, and that includes being on a virtual interview. It also uh, plays a role if you're doing just a standard phone interview. Now, even though in a phone interview, I don't see what you're wearing, research has shown psychologically when you are dressed the part, you are more likely to act the part and feel more confident. So no matter what industry or company you hope to work for, it's better to be overdressed than to be underdressed for an interview. There's a fine line when it comes to your attire for an interview. So if you're applying for a job that requires casual attire, you might feel out of place if you show up in a full suit. So on the other hand, if the job requires business casual attire at a minimum, you won't help yourself much if you show up in jeans and a colored shirt. Remember that research that you did on the company in step one? Keep that in mind, right? You, you need to understand what, what the current employees are wearing. Maybe even do a drive-by in the parking lot and see what kind of employees are walking in and out of the office or go online to their website or their Instagram and social media and uh, their volunteer programs where people have captured photos of their employees. That should give you a general sense. But also, it's understanding the culture in which the geography of where the organization is located. So, for example... You know, if, if you're applying for a job to work at a resort in Hawaii, a hotel resort in Hawaii, if you show up in a three-piece suit, you're going to look a little ridiculous, right? It's just not the culture. It's not the vibe. You know, you're not applying to be a banker here. And even bankers in Hawaii don't uh, wear full-fledged suits. So you, you got to understand the difference between a New York banker versus a Hawaiian banker, etc. right? So sometimes the dress code is obvious, right? Based on the company or industry, like I said, but other times you'll have to do that research. And part of that interview prep can be sitting again in that parking lot and watching what, what people are wearing. And if it seems over the top, consider calling the receptionist or wherever you're applying someone and ask what the expected attire is for someone working at the company. You could be transparent. Hey, I have an interview coming up. Uh, very, you know, very excited. I, I, I just want to know, like, what's the, what's the attire? What do people wear? What do you suggest I wear, etc. First impressions are everything. It doesn't matter how good your interview skills are. If you don't dress for the job that you want, you're not going to get it. When an interviewer sees you in jeans, cut up jeans with a wrinkled shirt, with coffee stains on it, not well-groomed, or anything else, you may have ruined your chances of getting the job before you even sit down. 
Business casual attire is usually the minimum standard for an interview setting, the minimum. And if you are uncertain as to whether you dress a little more professionally, again, it's better to be safe than sorry and to dress up rather than down. Let's get to tip number four. Practicing posture and nonverbal communication skills. So speaking of first impressions, an interviewer will notice if you have poor posture and nonverbal communication skills. Let me tell you, when I was a, a, a human resources executive working in the hotel industry, one of the things I would do, it was twofold. Before the candidate even stepped foot into the hotel, they were already interviewing for the job because my valet, my valet on the port cashier knew that this individual was showing up because I prepped them and I wanted to know how the valet was treated by the job candidate. Were they respectful? Did they say thank you? Do they have common basic um, things here? Now, I know this is getting out of the nonverbal, but these are the things that we look for. Then second, I would look at the security footage. I would be in my office and I'd be watching the security camera in the lobby on the port and I would see what this individual is doing. I would look at their posture. I would look, are they on their cell phone? Are they texting? Are they, you know, calling someone and not really taking in the environment and where they are at? These are things that you may be getting an interview without the interview officially starting in the office. So when it comes to nonverbal uh, communication skills, do know that you may be watched or may be getting quote unquote tested prior to you even meeting the hiring manager or the interviewer. So let's talk about posture for a minute. You know, some examples of, of poor posture might be slouching in your chair, giving a weak handshake, rarely making eye contact, constantly shifting in the chair, right? That's, that's what the interviewer is going to remember. Instead, focus on sitting up straight and maintaining the appropriate amount of eye contact with each interviewer. Don't fidget with your pen or anything else during the interview since it's going to distract people, right? The interviewer understands. They understand that you are nervous. But part of the skills for interview success you need to develop include hiding those nervous habits you may have. One thing many interviewees forget to think about is what to do with their hands. Your hands can be distracting if you're always moving from the table to your lap, touching your face, picking up your pen or anything else, right? So focus on keeping your hands on the table or in your lap at all times and never cross your arms. I don't care how cold the air conditioning is cranked up. Don't cross your arms because this signal um is being perceived as you not being interested in the conversation or that you're entitled or that you are otherwise defensive. So these are my top, uh, my top four, my top four interviewing tips. Again, to recap, you're going to do some research of the company and the open position. You're going to practice answering common interview questions. Your attire is going to be on par. 
right? You're going to dress for the role and you're going to practice posture and nonverbal communication skills. So there you have it. Part one of three in the series on improving your interviewing skills to help land your dream job. Now in part two of the series, I will provide seven more additional tips, including how to intently listen deeply to the interviewer and leveraging your resume to your advantage during the interview. Thanks for tuning in. Like what you heard today? If you want to talk more about this topic or any topic to help you overcome workplace nonsense and bad bosses, schedule a call with me one-on-one. You can sign up for free at inospire.com. Once you sign up at inospire.com, you not only have access to me, but you'll have access to free resources to assist you in your career. The Corporate Shadow is produced by Inospire Inc. The views expressed in The Corporate Shadow does not reflect the opinions or views of California State University Long Beach. For The Corporate Shadow, I'm Dr. Ryan Giffen. Until next time, remember, you are in charge of your career and no matter what you do at work, you are always casting a corporate shadow.